Hello and welcome to the Cultivated by Karen show. I'm your host, Karen Antonini. This show is a blend of culture, cuisine, and comfort. So if you're interested in exploring culinary and cultural experiences, learning about people whose love for food and drink have inspired enterprises, and discovering a few new recipes, you've come to the right place. Welcome, friends. Today, I'm really excited to introduce my guest and longtime friend, Dominic Di Bartolomeo, owner of Domenico's Foods, a specialty Italian food company in Los Angeles, and the owner of the renowned Cheese Store of Beverly Hills, a specialty cheese and gourmet food store, which he recently acquired from longtime owner and friend Norbert Wabnick. Dominic has been a longtime fixture in the LA food scene, driven by a passion for and commitment to culinary excellence. Today, Dominic will share with us how his heritage has shaped his culinary journey, his current endeavors with Domenico's Foods and the cheese store of Beverly Hills, and he will share with us how to create an amazing cheese board. So great to have you here today. Wow. Thank you very much for having me, Karen. Oh, of course. I was really looking forward to this. So So, am I. This is so much fun. From the days when I used to just come in and sample cheese and buy products to to today. I mean, I was thinking about that. Like, we've known each other for so long. Like, I mean, I remember you from when I just first started working at the shop. I mean, it's been a long time. Yes, I know. It's been a really long time. So... And now you've got so many exciting endeavors going on in your life, Domenico's Foods, the cheese store, but I'd love to go back to the beginning where your passion for fine foods really began. Tell me about your upbringing, where you grew up, your family, the food. Yeah. So I grew up in Staten Island or New York. So, you know, it's uh, Staten Island's like more Italian than Italy probably. So, you know, we've been, and, you know, my parents are immigrants, they were born in Italy and I was a first generation American. And it was just one of those things where, you know, being in an Italian family, you can't help but be surrounded by food and like everything happens in the kitchen. So like naturally, you know, I just had a passion for food just growing up, you know, between making wine with my grandfather and making salumi with him and like doing all those things that, you know, I just thought were things that people did with their grandparents or, or parents. And it just, it wound up evolving into this really great, fun journey of, of you know, being in the food world, which, uh, you know, I, I kind of just followed the passion of what I truly loved. And that's how I got, that's what got me here. That's so amazing. So you really did grow up kind of hands-on and cooking and preparing foods with your family, with your grandfather? Yeah, well, my grandfather, my parents, I mean, they're, they're great cooks. Like my mom and dad are always in, still now to this day, they're always in the kitchen, you know, like my dad has his, you know, my dad chops the garlic and does like, does the prep work. My mother puts it all together. But um, yeah, it's, it's just been something that's been second nature to me since I was, since I can remember. That's so great. I know as, as an Italian American myself, I completely understand. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you were living in New York and then tell me why you decided to move to LA. Was it to pursue this passion or was there something else? Oh man, I don't think you have that kind of time, but I'll sum it up for you. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. So I actually came out to, uh, to LA to, for college. I went to USC here and I was going to be like a, you know, a, a music major. And then, you know, as things sort of progressed, I realized um, I actually came for studio jazz guitar. And as things progressed, I realized, you know, the world only needs about, you know, 10 great uh, guitar players. And I probably wasn't going to be one of them. So, you know, I immediately transitioned, um, you know, just got found like a lot of 
jobs in between and just tried to really navigate what I truly love that I got this job at this PR company. And then I started working at this like local high-end grocery store on the weekends um, called Bristol Farms. I was doing that for a couple of years and then, uh, you know, stumbled upon the cheese store and, you know, kind of walked in just right off the street, asked for a job. It took me like a month to get it. And, you know, the first day it was like kind of interesting because, you know, the owner was Norbert was, you know, he's like a quiet guy. You got to kind of get to know him a little bit, but he's, he's the best. And it wound up that we just decided, you know, I, I got the job and we, you know, we, we shook hands. And, and then I realized, you know, I took a peek upstairs. He's got, you know, in the store, he's got this beautiful little upstairs kind of mezzanine. And I saw this baby grand piano and I saw all these guitars hanging up and I was like, oh, you play? He's like, yeah. And he, I saw this Beatle posters everywhere. So and I had like my fair share of the Beatles. So we wound up playing. And I guess you can say that, you know, after that day, the rest has been history. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. I didn't know. I knew you both had a passion for cheese, but I, I just read that actually. <laughs> before. Yeah, it, it's pretty crazy. Norbert actually stumbled into the cheese store uh, by way of a, of a musician. So he came out to L.A. from he was born in Vienna. Uh, when they were young, his family moved to New Orleans. And then from there, he came out here to pursue his music career. And um, and yeah, and then he wound up in cheese. And I almost feel like I did the same thing. <laughs> That's what an amazing story. Oh, my gosh. So when did you start at the cheese store? Oh, man, I think I started around sometime in like 2003, like 2002, 2003. I remember it being like it was like a a, a November or, or like sometime in the fall. I remember, I remember that. And it was, um, and it was a long time ago. It was, it was when, I mean, you know, we weren't, we weren't rocking cell phones yet. We, uh, at that point I couldn't even afford a car. I was taking the bus here, which if you live in LA, you don't take the bus. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> so you were starting, you started there. And then when did you start? I, I, really fondly remember the sun-dried tomatoes that you make so so tell me about that can you share with our listeners yeah how like, that all started? it's kind of interesting right like i had this I had this whole like little vision of i needed to get involved in the food industry didn't know how got the job at bristol farms was doing this pr thing monday through friday which i absolutely hated like and i i looked at it as you know what like Everything, like everything happens for a reason. I was like, all right, that's the one job that I know that I don't want and I'll never do again because I was horrible at it. And um, so I wound up, you know, working at the uh, Bristol Farms on the weekends. And then, you know, uh, a friend of mine was like, hey, you know, you get me to go check out this cheese store. It's like, it's like this mom and pop place. It's really cool. So like I said, I stumbled in and then I knew I wanted to do something with food. I knew that I wanted to start selling food in one capacity or another. And I knew about my grandfather's sun-dried tomatoes because I grew up making them as a kid. And like literally my grandfather, everywhere he went, like, He'd have a jacket with like, you know, drawers of tomatoes and like he, he gifted them to people like, and he had a guy for everything too, right? So all those guys, like the guy that he bought all his cheese and salumi from got a jar of sun-dried tomato. Like it was like the whole like old school Italian like trading, right? So, um, so yeah, like I, I knew that I really wanted to get involved in food, didn't know how, but um, stumbled in the cheese store. And I, in the back of my mind, I'm like, you know what, like I'm going to work here for a little bit. I'm going to see if the owner would want to sell the tomatoes and Norbert, you know, if you know him, like he's, he's literally, he built a platform for me to start a business, grow it so much that I was able to actually in turn, come back around and buy his business. Right. So like, <laughs> think about somebody like that, doing something that really like, I mean, there's no real benefit to him. And he basically allowed me to start and build this business while working for him. So I started with the sun-dried tomatoes and then I realized, look, like farmers markets are a big deal. 
out here. And I said, you know, how could I start doing farmer's market? So I took the, I took the sun-dried tomatoes, which you can't go to a farmer's market selling one product, right? So then I started making these pestos and stuff. And then I, I wound up, um, you know, creating a pasta business around it. And then we started doing the farmer's markets. And I can say like, the first time we made the stuffed pepper, uh, excuse me, the sun-dried tomatoes, then we made stuffed peppers because those are like the two things my grandfather was known for. And then from there, like I paralleled that into a product line and then took it to the farmer's markets. I remember that so well because you would, I would go in and buy cheeses and then you would say, hey, you've got to try these sun-dried tomatoes. And there was yeah. a benefit. <laughs> I think you maybe didn't know at first or maybe you quickly did, but there was a total benefit because I would go back in asking for those you know, in addition to all the cheeses. And then you'd, you would say, hey, try this, like your grandfather gifting to someone. And then everyone, I'm sure you had many repeat customers. In fact, I know you did because you know the restaurants and other businesses wanted to buy them and it, it took off pretty quickly. Right. I mean, that's a great, that's a great observation. I never actually really looked at it like that, but yeah, you know, I mean, you're totally right. Like it, it literally turned into like this nice little small business that was really special. And also too, like there's something to be said about the store and, and, you know, like you, you come in and you find things you've never seen before and you, you come in and you meet people, you interact on the customer service level. Like, you, you know, like there's something really like, friendly about that, that I absolutely love and something that I think is very unique, especially in this day and age. So to have, you know, have you come back from the Sunrise Tomatoes, try something new, like, that's awesome. I, I love hearing stories like that. So thank you for sharing that. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think I think everyone who walks in that store knows how special it is. So everyone just kind of smiles and everyone's so excited to hear what everyone else is ordering. And yeah, so so you started there, but you also worked really hard because I know I'd also see you at the farmer's markets and you worked those farmer's markets throughout Los Angeles. Yeah. And you're using work in the past tense though, Karen. Right. Well, <laughs> still, still. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, 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 I call it like that immigrant mentality. Like, you know, I, I saw how hard my parents worked when they came here and, you know, I mean, still to this day, right? Like I see how hard they work. So it was just something that to me, I just, and, and by the way, like, let me back up and say, it's not really work. Like I truly love what I do. I was like, I was like, you know, the day I go to work is the day like I'm not working on the, I'm not doing the right thing. So it was, it was a grind. And I have to say, you know, like the Monday through Fridays at the cheese store, I eventually gave up the Bristol Farms gig and just worked at the cheese store uh, Monday through Saturday. And then, you know, once again, you know, doing the farmers markets, Norbert allowed me to, you know, make my product in the store and do all those things that I needed to do to prepare for the Sunday markets. And, and, you know, and also too, like, it's kind of interesting, you know, I mean, my wife was the one I had to borrow her car. She was my girlfriend at the time. I borrowed her car to make four trips over to the first farmers market and, and we did it, you know, and then, but it was fun. I mean, it's crazy to think back, you know, like I'm over 20 years to think back how that actually, you know, I don't know how it worked out or how the hell we did it, but it worked. And, and, and you know, so it's a, it's a cool story. It's, it's a fun story. And, and, I, and I love telling you. That's absolutely. And that's what I mean. I mean, you're still working so hard, I know, because I could barely find <laughs> you when I was there a few months ago. But, but um, you know, you've worked so hard and to create Domenico's Foods and what it is today. And then, yeah, so, yeah. and then, so what do you have? So tell us about the product line before we jump into the, the cheese store. Yeah. So like Domenico's Foods, so we, we initially started, you know, as I said, in the farmer's market, well, first of all, at the cheese store, then in the farmer's markets, we built a really nice product line around the sun-dried tomatoes, the stuffed peppers, and then eventually like the pestos, tapenades, and then the fresh pasta and ravioli. So from there, you know, meeting all the chefs, I mean, in LA, all the chefs shop at the farmer's markets. It's like, it truly is one of the best ways to start a business. I mean, 
it's not easy. So it's not probably not for everyone, but I can say that like, you know, if you're hardworking and you're trying to start a business, there's opportunity there for you. And like, you know, with the food business, entry barriers sometimes can be pretty high, but with the farmer's market, it's actually not that bad. So it's, and it's, it's pretty cost effective, especially when you have no money, like I did when I started, but so, you know, we did the farmer's markets, we built this product line and we met a ton of chefs. And what happened was little by little, I started to interact with chefs, not only at the cheese store, but in the markets. And then, you know, some of them like, Hey, can you help me sell this? You know, can you sell some fresh pasta to us? We're trying to do this, we're trying to do that. And then I actually had a, uh, you know, like everything in life. I had a mentor. Uh, a, he still is a mentor to this day. His name is Lee Hefter. He was Wolfgang Puck's uh, managing partner. He was literally, you know, in charge of operations, flew all over the world, opening restaurants. And I, you know, I talked to Lee and I said, chef, you know, got this opportunity. I, I want to try and sell wholesale pasta. I know nothing about it. He's like, well, let me be your first customer because all you need to do is go out there and tell everybody you sell to Wolfgang Puck. And I think you'll, you'll get some good accounts. So that's what I did. And I paralleled that into this fresh pasta ravioli company. And then about maybe eight, nine years ago, something like that, I realized that like, you know, like I kind of want to control my own ingredients. I want to have say in what I use. I don't want to be, you know, subjected to everyone else's catalog. So I decided to start importing and I did a little bit of research and I started bringing in the products that I wanted. And I knew I was like, you know, I'm already going to these restaurants selling pasta. Like who doesn't want cheeses and truffles and olive oil? So I literally paralleled that into the import business. So now we have like full integration and full control over the products we make and the products we want to, you know, use. That's, that's so inspiring. So how long have you had Domenico's Foods in total? So in theory, like, um, you know, I kind of had, <laughs> because I had the vision sort of early on, I, I think I incorporated like a week after I started the cheese store, but in theory, so I mean, it's been over 20 years um, that we've had the company, but you know, it, it really snowballed into something really amazing, I'd say, in the last like eight to 10 years. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's so impressive. Um, so then, so last, of course, so last June, then you bought the cheese store of Beverly Hills from Norbert. So tell me how that happened. Yeah. Tell me about that. So, you know, just before the pandemic started, I signed this lease right up the block um, from the cheese store. And I was going to do this, you know, this concept of Domenico. It was Italian deli pasta shop. And, you know, I thought about it and it was something that I'm like, listen, you know, I need to expand. And I knew that Norbert, you know, Norbert was still not really, he wasn't, he, this, this place, he's been here for over 44 years. So he's so emotionally attached to it. And I was like, you know, like, I don't know if he's ever going to really sell. And I can't really wait around because it was always in the back of my mind, but it never, I never really knew of an opportunity where I could actually take advantage of it. So I wound up, Signing this lease, you know, my luck, of course, February 3rd, 2020, <laughs> right? When, when, you know, just before, you know, perfect timing on my part once again. Um, nah, so, you know, and then we went through the pandemic and, and you know, I was lucky enough that one of my really good friends uh, owns the building that, we're, that I signed the lease on. And he was, his name, I'm going to give his name. His name is Kamiar Shabani. Him and his brother, Joseph Shabani. Um, have a real estate company. And when I signed the lease, after everything went down, they were, they kept checking in with me. They're like, listen, you don't have to pay us rent. You don't have to do anything. Let's progress. Let's see what happens. And, you know, if you want us to tear up the lease, we will. And I said, you know what? Like, let's just see what happens. I don't know. Right now, I know that I have all these employees. I, I want to, I need to figure out how I can keep the business moving and stuff. So I wound up taking, um, you know, just taking advantage of the cheese store and just making income through there. I had another amazing friend of mine who asked how they could help. His name is Sebastian Maniscalco. He's a really well-known comedian. 
And he helped me literally advertise the produce boxes. So I, I started making money that way. And while we were progressing through the pandemic, you know, Norbert was staying home because at that time, he, you know, he was at the susceptible age. He's, you know, and he was over 70. And he was like, look, you know, like we started talking. He goes, look, just run the store. Do what you need to do. Run the store. Get it going. And shortly thereafter, he was like, you know, I, I really enjoy the time with my family. I really enjoy being home with them. And, you know, I think it's time for me to really think about maybe selling. And there's really no one else I'd rather sell the store to than you. And as you could imagine, I was like, whoa, now like I'm, I'm trying to raise money for this space that I signed up the block. And then all of a sudden there's another whole, you know, I thought that was a lot of money to raise. And now we had to lay that into the cheese store, but it just felt so natural and it was just something, you know, you don't script this stuff, right? It just happens, right? So it all, everything sort of aligned and I wound up putting together this whole opportunity to buy the store and it took a little while. And I can say like, it wasn't, it was pleasurable. Everything, everything with Norb, he's, he's the best. I, I mean, I owe a lot of my career to him and I have to say like, he truly, it was a pleasurable experience. I mean, most people, it wasn't like cutthroat. It wasn't like tons of lawyers and all this other stuff. I mean, it was definitely not a normal way of doing a transaction, but it was the only way that he and I knew how. So it worked out great. So that's how I got the opportunity to buy it. That's so, that's just such a great story. And I love it. So beautiful. And he's still there. (laughs) Yeah. He won't go home. I mean, I stopped paying him a long time ago. (laughs) Um, No, it's important for our customers to know that. I mean, really just because we changed ownership, like my, my philosophy around the store is like the store to me is something that it was a platform for me to build my career and my business. And I really, and you know, as corny as this sounds, like I'm like the steward of this mission. I want to pay it forward. And, you know, to have Norbert here and Tony and, and, you know, all the old school gang is important to me because I want customers to come in. I want them to feel comfortable. I want them to have that customer service interaction. And, you know, the way I sum it up is look like we're the cheese store is going to be more of what it already is. Right. So now, because I have this import arm of Domenico is we're going to bring in products, not just from Italy, right. From all over the world. You're going to see in the new location, you're going to see not only wine, but you're going to see spirits, which is something that the cheese store never had, right? So there's so many new, incredible opportunities. We have a Michelin star chef working with us. We have an incredible culinary team, like incredible, like people behind the counter with friendly faces and knowledgeable. Uh, there's just so many great things that the cheese store, that when I first came to the cheese store, I loved and I plan on continuing those and just making everything about the cheese store better. That's so great. I read where you 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 spoke about the cheese store as an iconic culinary destination, which it sounds like you're just making it more robust. Just so exciting for people to come yeah, in. Yeah, right. Like it, it, it's crazy. I mean, we have these amazing chefs, right? Like these. I mean, celebrity chefs, regular chefs, the home chef, the the home cook, right? Like I'm not a chef. I'm a cook at the end of the day. And I have to say, like you know, to to come in and to have them be like, where did you get this? How did you get it? What is it? Right. People from Italy come in. How did you get this product? Like, I don't even see this in Italy. Or, you know, someone from France is like, how did, France is like, how did you get this cheese? Like, I, I love to see, you know, the reaction on people's faces. And I love to be able to tell the story about the product because every product in this store has a story. And, and you know, and, and we're basically, myself included, and, and, and my team, we're the liaison between the product and then the customer. And that's how I view it. 
Oh yeah. I mean, your team is still, I hadn't been there in a couple of years, but they, some of them are still the same, but you have some new faces, but they're so knowledgeable, so friendly, so quick to tell you, this is really special. I mean, you have what over 600 kinds of cheese and cheeses and truffles and wines and just specialty foods. So it, it's pretty amazing. Great destination. It is, it is. And thank you for that. I'm really proud of them. They do They work really hard and they do an incredible job. They make me look good. <laughs> which is hard to do <laughs> nonsense so so quickly tell me or tell our listeners i've i've been to a couple of these or many of these tasting events not for a little bit but the tasting events that you do with the wine i think they're so i remember going to the very first one you said come to this event and i expected like a little plastic cup with some wine and a couple of cheeses <laughs> and it's so much more so can you share can you share quickly with our listeners about that uh, what that, what yeah, that's all about. Absolutely. We do these monthly tastings and, you know, right now, like, because, you know, there's, we, we, we can't do them in the store physically because there's so many people that attend. We usually do it over the course of two or three evenings and the customer would pick one of them, but uh, and we sell out. It's like almost 70 people a night. And uh, what we'll do is we'll do a focus tasting and Tony who works at the store, um, long time, long time, long time friend of Norbert's and an employee of the store. Uh, he, he runs them and we usually pick like, it's basically like seven wines, five to seven wines. We do a bunch of different cheeses. We do usually something hot in between and we do focus pairings. So we'll pick, um, you know, maybe a region of, of Italy or France. And we just focus on that specific region, the cheeses that pair well with the wines from there. And it's a really great, fun, fun, fun evening for, you know, even for our veteran customers and new customers alike. Like we do really well with them and people love them. They're so special and you actually use real glasses. <laughs> Yeah, (laughs) of course. And I love what you did over COVID too, which is just so great. I mean, I think people could pick up the the wines and the cheeses and do the remote, the remote tastings, right? Yeah, yeah, you can, you, you, we, uh, you can place your order online, place your order over the phone and we'll do a virtual evening, um, you know, after we do our, uh, our in-person evening. So great. I miss those. Well, one of these days. So on that note, we are going to take a quick break, but don't go anywhere. When we come back, Dominic will teach us how to put together an incredible cheese board. We'll be right back. Have you ever wondered how confectionaries are made, how spirits are distilled, or how scallops are harvested? Well, I'm Karen Antonini, the host of the Cultivated by Karen show. Each week, we'll take you around the world from the shores of Nantucket to the hills of Donegal to the Douro Valley. Our guests share their inspiring journeys, recipes, tips, insights, and more. Find us on Apple Podcasts, iHeart, and Spotify. If you enjoy the show, please don't forget to subscribe and like. Follow us at Cultivated by Karen show on Instagram. Welcome back. I'm your host, Karen Antonini. You're listening to the Cultivated by Karen show. For more information about this episode and others, please visit cultivatedbykaren.com and at Cultivated by Karen show on Instagram. I've been speaking with my guest, Dominic DiBartolomeo, all about cheese, Italian foods, specialty foods, and his thriving businesses. So speaking of cheese and foods, Dominic, I'm really looking forward to your sharing how to assemble a cheese board. So I'm going to let you take this away. 
Yeah, sure. So, I mean, look, you know, like I know like on Instagram right now, the cheese boards are hot. It's all about charcuterie boards. There's butter boards. I heard there's a regatta board coming out. I mean, look, like at the end of the day, this is something that we've been doing forever. So it's nothing new to us. Um, and we love doing it. And and customers, customers love how we present things. And, you know, my philosophy behind doing a great cheese board really is I love variety. I love different flavors. I love different textures. And yes, different colors too, right? Because we eat with our eyes first. So typically what I do is I like to pick like maybe five cheeses. I do a little bit of a sheep's milk, cow, goat, a nice little triple creme, and a blue cheese. I love blue cheese. I grew up on it. So it's easy for me to do. But um. Usually what I like to do is not only have like that variety of milk and stuff, but I also like to have the different textures. So, you know, the triple creme is so mild and buttery. It's like for everyone's palate. It's really great if you like champagne or dry white wine. So I try and see, you know, like what the customer, like where they're leaning towards. Some people like, you know, just like crowd friendly items, but I think it's important to pair different milks and also different textures along with different flavors. And then of course, I mean, I love the cured meats. And at the cheese store, we have not just cured pork, but we do brisala, which is beef. We have duck salamis, duck brigittos. Um, and we even have uh, vegan cheese, if you could believe it. And it's delicious. Um, so, yeah. So I like to do a little bit of a variety, put some nuts on there, maybe something a little sweet. Um, but I do like to have, like, I'm one of those guys, like, I'll probably put like eight to 10 cheeses on my cheese board and just have a variety because that's what I love. They're so good. I do remember ordering those as well. And they were always a crowd pleaser. I mean, the way you present oh, thank them, you. everything. So that's awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. Where can people find more information about the cheese store and also Domenico's Foods? Yeah. So if you go to cheesestorebh.com, so it's cheesestore and bh for beverlyhills.com, you can go to our website. You can click on anything and we can send it to you nationwide. And you can also find us on Instagram at the cheese store of Beverly Hills. And for Domenico's Foods, you can find us at domsfoods.com as well as Dom's Foods on Instagram. And you can order anything uh, through either website. It's so great. I encourage everyone to go to both the Instagram and the websites. And so tell us about the new space. Yeah, the new space is super exciting. Um, we are about a month and a half away right now, um, planning to open in the beginning of July. It is, uh, you know, we're going from 1,500 square feet to 5,000. We've got a lot of special, um, a lot of special new products that we're going to be featuring. You know, as I mentioned previously, we're going to do not only beer and wine, but we're going to have spirits as well. So think of, you know, like really great cognacs and amaros and tequilas and, and whiskeys and bourbons and things like that to pair with the cheeses. We have a full kitchen. We'll be doing an entire offering of sandwiches um, and some other really special menu items that I don't think I want to say right now, but... Just like really cool, fun stuff. Um, and of course, we'll be doing a full line of catering out of our kitchen. And in addition to all of like, you know, the Hollywood Bulls big out here. So we'll be doing a lot of uh, bowl boxes and um, and a lot of cheese platters and things of that sort. Oh, my gosh. That sounds incredible. I'm going to have to make a trip back out. And check it out, Dominic. <laughs> <laughs> or we'll ship it to you. Yes, you can do that, too. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Dominic, and congratulations on all your success and to be continued. I'm so happy for you. Thank you for sure. And congratulations to you, too. This was great. Thank you so much for having me on. Thank you, friends and fellow food aficionados, for joining us today. I'd like to thank my producer, John Iannuzzi, Park City Productions. See you next time for more culture, cuisine, and comfort.